0: Welcome to the Front Sports Radio Hour.
1: Welcome into the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake joined by Clayton the Claw on the board. Good afternoon, Mr. Harris. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, Drake. How are you?
1: We're doing just fine. It's uh,
0: 82 and sunny.
1: Uh, yeah. It is February 23rd in downtown, and it's we are in down broadcasting from downtown Columbia just off West 7th Street, and uh, it is 81, 82 degrees.
0: And people are keeping an eye on the uh, weather temperature up at the Nashville International Airport uh, because we are approaching a record high for February the 23rd.
1: Yeah, didn't, we, didn't we set one yesterday, the day before yesterday? I
0: think so. So. Well, well. A little warm. You know. Writing's on the wall,
1: you know. Whether you're too dumb to read or not, I don't know. That's that's up to everybody else. But, uh Okay, uh, real quick, tomorrow, Major League Baseball spring training starts. I don't know who starts first, whether it's the Coconut League over on the left side of the United States or whether it's the Grapefruit League over on the right side of the United States. But, um, you know, the balls are in the air and bats will be swung and – Here we go again.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're already seeing it at the the, uh, middle school and high school level. Teams are playing games. uh, High school teams are scrimmaging. And, yeah, everybody's uh, getting ready for a little little, little diamond action.
1: Did you hear about the fight between uh, the girls' basketball teams of Lenore City and – it was over in East Tennessee. Lenore City and Fulton, I believe. Fulton Is Fulton in East Tennessee? I guess it is. Uh, Fulton – County High School girls basketball and Lenore City faced off in I guess it was Monday night and uh a girl for Lenore went into for drove the lane for a layup, put it up and got slammed to the floor by Fulton and it was pretty packed gym obviously it was some type of district playoff or whatever it was region playoff um and there were people kind of lined up against the wall from the video that I watched, a little bit of the video I watched. And as the girl went the floor, uh, the girl that fouled her kind of bowed up on her, and then people from, came off the wall, and then players, other players came. There was the one girl that got fouled. She was ejected from the game. Three Fulton players were ejected from the game. Um, There were fans taken out by security Um, and just kind of, you know, just kind of a bad scene overall. And um, the TWSAA has come out and put Lenore City High School on a – on probation through the 23-24 season. And then they've put Fulton High School on probation – through the end of the 24 25 season. Oh, wow. Now, what, I don't, you know, whatever whatever double uh probation is, I don't know.
0: But they haven't been banned from postseason play. I, not that I know. Now, of. we've seen that in football. We've seen them uh, do that in football. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is a different situation.
1: So that's what, you know, that's what's going down in East Tennessee. I don't know whether you folks, I'm sure you could pull it up online and take a little peek at it if you, if you so.
0: Lenoir City's right next to Maryville. I mean, okay. it's, it's right there off uh, I-40. Uh, there's a big lake. Okay, there, a big dam. Gotcha. That you drive across. As soon as you drive across the dam, you you get into the Maryville area. So yeah, uh, that's wild. Yeah, that is wild. That is pretty crazy.
1: Um, one of the big topics of the day is Alabama freshman Brandon Miller, and he attended Cane Ridge High School in Antioch, Tennessee. His father was. Uh, defensive, what did he play, defensive end? He was a tight end. Oh, he was a tight end. He was a tight end for the University of Alabama in his college football playing days. And Brandon, his son, never really had any other school or choice to go to, I think, and play basketball for. than Alabama and coach Nate Oates, um, the head coach of Alabama. And um, late January, if we – Turn back the clock and remember what happened. There was a murder. Uh, a young lady, 23 year old Janae Morris, J- no, I'm sorry, Jamia, that's, I got that all wrong. A 23 year old mother, Jamia Harris, was shot um, by an Alabama, apparently by an Alabama basketball player, Darius Miles. And, um, Reports came out on Tuesday, two days ago, that it that Mr. Brandon Miller, the tremendous All-American freshman for the University of Alabama basketball, men's basketball team, supplied the gun, or handed him, or at least brought the gun to the crime scene, to the shooter, who, who eventually shot um, apparently accidentally, or I don't know whether it's accidentally or not, but ended up shooting the weapon and killing this young lady. Um, and people are wondering everywhere why Mr. Miller is not charged.
0: Um, well, uh, he, here's, here's the big thing. I don't think the media has made this very clear. First off, the gun was registered to Darius Miles. It was
1: not Brandon it, Miller's gun.
0: It was not. It was, it was Darius Miles' gun. Okay. Uh, also, the gun... Uh, was in the back seat of his car and he was unaware of it being Mr. Miller's car. Yes.
1: And Mr. Miller that Mr. Miller is driving.
0: He's driving. Uh, Not riding in the back seat. Right. Miles is in the back seat. They they ride to the strip. Uh, Miller goes to to a restaurant to have, to have a meal. Miles goes to the club. Miller leaves the restaurant, takes someone else home, and while he's on his way back to the strip to pick up Mr. Miles, Mr. Miles sends him a text that hey, I need know,
1: I need you to get over here.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, it says there's a way, you know, he he has his weapon in the back seat of his car. Mr. Miller never touched the weapon, never even saw the weapon other than finding out for Mr. Miles that it was there and that, that, you know, again, um, his attorney, um, said that he never touched the gun, was not involved in this exchange in any way, and never knew any illegal activity involving the gun would occur. So
1: well uh Mr. Miles and a Michael Davis face capital murder charges and a Mr. Davis was he was the individual in the car with Miss Harris. Is that correct? With the with, with the victim. Was he Michael Davis, was he in the car?
0: I believe so. Uh Buzz is the guy's name. Okay, he's the one that was getting into it with miles and another person there on the scene okay here here's what I've heard and, and again, this is just hearsay. I was told about this whole thing with Brandon Miller about a week ago how there was bullet holes in his windshield of his car and how close he was to this whole situation as far as well that's I mean, pretty close I mean, he could he could have gotten killed himself. Um, there's a chance that Darius Miles's charges end up getting dropped self-defense okay so i would stay tuned for that okay but but that that's that is what i've heard well i mean obviously if you're fired
1: upon,
0: right and you legally have a registered gun
1: right you know hell who doesn't have a gun in the south nowadays i mean now that you know there's legislators pushing no permit no background checks no permits you know open carry just go buy just go buy a gun and you know Strap it on and and you're good to go, just like the Wild Wild West. You know, yeah. I watched those movies as a kid. I saw Do- those Dodge movies. City. Yeah. yeah, I was matter of fact I was watching the Wild Wild West um, series just just the other night, and it's it's really cool. These two kind of government agent guys travel around in a little with a train all over the West, and they pull up the little towns and take care of business when they have to. It's really a, a good old series. Um, so anyway, Nate Oates, the head coach, got into a little heat because he came out earlier in the week when these rumors started servicing about Brandon Miller supplying the gun, you know, he just basically said he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, that's that was that was Miller's main problem. And of course that's <sighs> Yeah, that's a little flippant. All that's right. that's that's a little bit. That's a little bit. You know, I mean, a woman got killed uh, the, through through gunfire. Uh, Mister Miller was obviously around the whole scene. It was 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 whether he was knowingly or not. Even though he was not knowingly involved and not knowing what was going to happen. But he was still kind of there, you know what I mean? Well, and 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 there's a lot of stuff that needs to be needs to be investigated and and, and needs to shake out with the, with this situation.
0: With in NATO's defense, he knew more about what was happening than the media or anybody else did. Okay, so in his mind, I think he was somewhere else uh, because uh, the, this Mister Standridge, Standridge, who represents
1: the attorney from Tuscaloosa, that's that's representing Brandon Miller.
0: His exact quote was The individual with Miss Harris apparently exchanged words with Miles. Right. Without Brandon knowing any of this context, and as Brandon was already on the way to pick up Mr. Miles, Mr. Miles texted Brandon and asked him to bring him his firearm, Standards said. Brandon subsequently arrived at the scene to pick up Mr. Miles. Standards added that Miller didn't get out of his vehicle and didn't interact with anyone in Harris's party, nor was Miller involved in any verbal altercation. Standards also said Miller did not block the Jeep driven by Cedric Johnson, who was with Miss Harris. So that Cedric Johnson was the other shooter. Okay. In fact, Brandon had already parked on Gray Street when the Jeep pulled up behind him, Standards said. Okay. The street was never blocked by Brandon's vehicle. Gunfire erupted shortly after the Jeep arrived, and Brandon's vehicle was struck by bullets fired from one of the guns. Brandon quickly left the area when gunfire erupted as soon as he was notified that someone had been injured and the police wished to speak with him, he fully cooperated with law enforcement's investigation. Okay. So
1: and you know, from what I understand, the whole alter- altercation, the problem arose, I think it was Miles. It was either Miles or Davis that kind of uh right outside the club got in front of Johnson and Harris's Miss Harris's car and Asked her for a phone number and it was kind of, you know, and the guy's like, Look, it's my girlfriend, you don't need to be doing this, and words were exchanged and then chest bowed out and it was on, you know. Nice, yeah. And uh and I uh, from what you said, if if Miller's car sustained gunfire, um one would think that self-defense would definitely be in play as far as a uh, as a defense.
0: Sure. And, and, well, and, and here's the other thing, and uh, this is very interesting. Brandon Miller actually had a GoPro camera mounted to the windshield of his car. So I don't know if there's audio. And is that
1: one that turns on every time? I've got one yeah. on my mind, but I've got, to, I've got to press the button every time.
0: So the, the, the video is there. I don't know if there's audio to it, but I do know that there is video there of the incident. Now, what you can see, who knows? But obviously, you're going to tell if the windshield's hit by bullets, which it obviously was when when they got to the scene. Well,
1: as of today, Thursday, February 23rd, Mr. Miller has not been charged, according to Assistant DA uh, District Attorney Paula Whitley. She said, "There's nothing that we could charge him with. We right. don't. We don't know the Mr., Mr. Mr. Miller did not know the intent in which." they said get back over here to the get back over to where we are you know and, and Mr. Miller and they said well, yeah I've got my gun in the back seat I feel more protected and safe with my gun that's in the back of your car if you get over here you know, and so I can get it. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that Mr. Miller knew that there was somebody that was going to be shot and killed.
0: Well, and it's not like he called him and said, hey, run to my dorm and grab my gun and bring it over here. Right. It, it,
1: Miller was already on his way back to to the spot where, his, where Davis and Miles were, and the gun was in the back seat underneath
0: the hat. Exactly, Standard said. Without, so he was on the way anyway. Says Brandon, without knowing any of the context, which he's talking about the argument between Miles and the individual with Miss Harris, uh, was already on his way to pick up Mister Miles. Mister Miles texts Brandon and asks him to bring him his firearm, which he was already on the way uh, to pick him up anyway. So
1: there you have it. Well, last night Alabama went to South Carolina and had a nail biter that went into overtime, and Brandon Miller hit the. The last shot in regulation to tie the ball game up and hit the last shot, the winning bucket, in overtime to win the ball game. Nine-tenths left. But uh, not without um, incurring the wrath of the South Carolina student section and just basically every South Carolina fan that was just about in there. There was an altercation between South Carolina fans and Alabama fans that made the trip to South Carolina last
0: night. Had to stop the game.
1: And, uh, you know, they, Miller was booed every time he basically tucked the ball. Uh, and then uh, even during timeouts where they were uh, broadcasting the game, you could hear a chance of lock him up.
0: Same thing when he was shooting free throws.
1: Um, and so, but uh, he hung 41 on him. 41 out of the 78, I think, is what it was, 76 or 78. I think it was 78-76 was a final. But he hung 41 points. He had six three-pointers. I think he was six for 13, almost 50%, and had eight rebounds and uh, and three-and-a-half blocks. So uh, even under that type of duress, uh, that uh, super freshman from Antioch, Tennessee, Cane Ridge High School, uh, performed – Uh, not only at a high level, but at at an extremely high level uh, to pour in 41 points over half his team's points. And carry Alabama on a, on their back when they weren't playing their best basketball. But I will say this: I watch a game, and every damn thing South Carolina threw up went in.
0: It was unbelievable. They played one I mean, of their best games. I mean, they, this is, I mean, it, they were banking
1: half court shots in. They were they were they were throwing in half court shots, banking stuff, banking threes in. I mean, it was it was pretty incredible that Alabama even won the ball
0: game. It really is. They gave us their best shot, and uh, you know you saw them go out to Rupp and beat Kentucky earlier this year, and they played. You know, the same way last night, but <laughs> Miller came through. <laughs>
1: okay. That uh, put me in coach. Means we got to take a quick break. You guys don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and we're still going to talk some Tennessee basketball. Uh, took it on the chin again. Lo- what? Lost the last four out of five? Five out of seven. I think. Last five out of seven. But one of those victories is against the Tide. That's right. Okay. Be right back. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and joined by Clayton the Claw. It is Thursday afternoon in a sunny and warm
0: eighty-two what, degrees.
1: Eighty-two degrees uh, downtown Columbia,
0: and it is February the twenty-third.
1: <laughs> yes, note the date. The which, gra-
0: the groundhog is not his. That, his prediction predictions not looking I good at
1: Absolutely. Home. I thought he saw his shadow, didn't that's he? And that, and that means six more weeks of winter. Uh, let's see. NCAA basketball last night. Virginia took it on the chin. They did. It went under
0: again. Again. Yes. It, yes 40, I think they had 48 points.
1: Three unders in a row. Uh, the over-under was 126. Uh, and Virginia lost 63-48 to 48 to Boston College, which totals out to – one hundred and eleven points, which means if you had the under, cha-ching, cha-ching, you did great. And if you follow, if you follow uh, the Frontport Sports Radio Hour, which is what you're listening to here on one hundred one point seven FM WKOM out of Columbia, uh, if you've been paying any attention, listen to this broadcast prior to today, then you would have heard me tell you every Virginia game, play the under. Correct, and in the last three, at least, the last four, you'd be three and one. Last three, you'd be three and zero. Yep. So, and and putting some money in the bank. Um, Now, why Virginia lost uh, to fourteen and uh, let's see, thirteen and fifteen Austin College. That is correct. I have no idea. And Virginia was was ranked number six in the country. Uh, Number one, Houston played Tulane last night and beat them by thirty. The Green eight, Wave. 89 to 59. And Providence lost at Connecticut, number 20 Providence lost at number 18 Connecticut, uh, 87 to 69. So that's an 18 point spread. Connecticut was favored by 7.5. I had a buddy of mine tell me to look at Connecticut last night, and I looked at it and didn't like it. And of course, didn't play it, and they covered. That's normally the way it works in the ga- <laughs> in the gambling world. Okay, uh, the Vols, you know, not You know, I, I, you know, I'm, I listen. I'm, I'm the last one. I don't want. I don't want to say the Vols are overrated. I don't like using that. You know, what? No, as a Bama They fan might be in a slump. <laughs> they might be. They might. They might just have uh, some injury issues. They, I,
0: as a Bama fan, I was pulling for him Tuesday night. Well, you know, because we to, to give us a little separation from a And M.
1: Well, I mean, I I get it, uh, but I I wish I, I don't know. I, I I look at the Vols and I try to figure them out. I know they got talent on the team. I know they're I know they're better than what they've been playing, but I mean, it's game after game in the last in the last what month.
0: Hadn't been good.
1: It hadn't been it hadn't been worth a damn. And and any 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 Vol fan will tell you that. And I
0: it started out February first with a loss to Florida, 67 to 54.
1: Okay. So they score fifty four points in that game.
0: They go and they beat Auburn the following Saturday, 46 43. Then the craziness happens. They lose to Vanderbilt on the road, sixty six uh, sixty five on a buzzer beater. They lose in Knoxville, 86-85 to Missouri. They beat Alabama, 68-59. Then uh, the following Saturday from that Wednesday, they lose at Kentucky by 12, 66-54. And then they just lost Tuesday night, 68-63 to Texas A&M. They have South Carolina, Arkansas, and Auburn to finish out the year. And two of those three are going to be tough.
1: Well, and you know, in in that last run, those games, those games you just called off, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. They're averaging five out of
0: seven. Five losses in seven games.
1: Okay, and they're averaging, if you average all their point total output for those games, you're around sixty points. Yeah, that's and and you know that's that's playing a different. A whole different bunch of different styles of defenses. That's you know you're getting some very defensive uh, games like Alabama, uh, but then there are some teams that don't don't play defense very well, and you're not scoring many points. You're averaging sixty points a game in the last seven games. That's not going to get you. That's not going to get you into the Sweet Sixteen. No, it's not. That's not going to get it. Definitely not if you don't get in the Sweet 16, obviously you don't get in the Elite Eight, Final Four, blah, blah, blah. And that's where Vol fans think they should be. You know. And listen to listen to and before our before we come on here at four o'clock, Tony Basilio, what's his name?
0: Tony Basilio.
1: Tony Basilio out of Knoxville has a program on this station for two hours, correct? The Tony Basilio show. Okay. And he's wondering, and I was listening to him on the way to the studio today, and and he's wondering where all these Alabama fans have showed up, you know, all of a sudden. You know,
5: why are there more
1: Alabama time. fans in at the game in Knoxville against – the basketball game in Knoxville against the balls than there were Kentucky fans, he says, in Knoxville against Kentucky. And, you know, the guy that he's talking to, which is some beat writer up in Knoxville for the Sentinel or whatever – He says, you know, so the victor go the spoils. So, people, you know, the more you win, obviously, the more people want to see you. They want to travel. They want to follow you. They might live in Knoxville or the surrounding area. Might want to come in and see Alabama play basketball because they're playing pretty darn good basketball right now. 24-4. and And, uh, you know, so we got this bonehead Basile up here in uh, Knoxville doing this, doing, this, doing this call-in show. And he's, he's acting like Alabama basketball has just started playing this year or last year. Alabama's been playing for a long time. They're the second winningest program
0: in the SEC. Right, I mean that's that, correct. They're they're the, behind Kentucky. They're the second winningest program.
1: Okay, so Alabama. So so news alert, uh, spoiler alert, Mister uh, y You know Alabama has been around for quite some time. Yeah, uh, basketball.
0: CM Newton, Wimp Sanders. So
1: you know, and and just because the Vols are stubbing their toes and falling over in themselves and can't find to, to to seem to find a winning way, don't don't put it off on Alabama like. You know we're we're a bunch of newbies at this and haven't ever haven't ever had a successful ba- men's basketball program.
0: And, and if you look at the standings, you know the top four, the, the one, two, three, and four in the regular season get a, a first and second round bye in the SEC tournament. Alabama currently at one, 14 and one in the conference, a And M at thirteen and two, number two in the conference, Kentucky up to number three at ten and five. This is where Tennessee fans are getting worried. They are currently in fourth. They own the tiebreaker right now over Auburn. They're both nine and six. They still got to play Auburn again at Auburn at the end of the season. They got Arkansas after they play South Carolina this Saturday. So
1: Where's that South Carolina game? That,
0: that is at South Carolina. So you never know what could happen. But, you know, if they lose two of the three, they're probably going to have to be playing in Nashville on Thursday instead of Friday.
1: Well you know that's that's up to them yeah, yeah. i mean that's up to them yeah. and and mr Bur i mean uh, rick barnes correct you know I, you know their coach i think i think rick barnes needs to he, he sure deflects a lot. He deflects.
0: He does he, deflect. He,
1: man, if you you see him in a press conference, he's he's talking about, our guys didn't do this, our guys got to do that, our guys got to do this better, we've got to do this better, blah, blah, blah. He sure doesn't mention his name much or his coaching staff much, does he?
0: he? He does not. And I misspoke. South Carolina is at Knoxville Saturday at 5 o'clock. Okay. They are. They also host Arkansas next week on Tuesday. At eight o'clock in Knoxville, and then they end the season at Auburn, which that could come down to that fourth place. Uh, because Auburn's well, Auburn's right there too, right? Yeah, they, got, I mean, they got the same conference; they're both nine and six in the conference. So, yeah, Bruce they, Pearl, exactly
1: in Auburn. i I tell you what, they better get ready for a physical ball game because one of the most physical ball games, except maybe the the knock the game in Knoxville, which Alabama lost, right, was. The game before that, which was Auburn.
0: Well, that little nine thousand seat arena they got down there gets loud. So, very, very and you can
1: <clears throat> you can't tell me Bruce Pearl's not going to have them have them keyed up, ready to rock and roll. Absolutely, when the Vols roll in. So, so we've got a lot of a babask- and it's exciting. I mean, you know, it's good stuff. This it is, is this is pre March Madness. I mean, it's only going to get better from right here moving
0: forward. How do you think, though? And kind of circling back to the Brandon Miller thing how do, how does this affect the team going forward, because you got to imagine what we saw in South Carolina last night from their student section. You're going to hear a whole lot more of as they well, continue throughout the year.
1: Uh, you know, it can bring I, you together. You know, I just that old cliche of circle the wagons. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, uh, circling of the, the wa- yeah. circling the wagons. You know, uh, I, I understand. And, and and I listen. You know what. Unfortunately, kids will be kids, college kids will be college kids, and people make bad decisions. And, and 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 probably some of the worst decisions I ever made, I was about the same age as Brandon Miller and his buddies playing for basketball for Alabama. Right. And and I'm not gonna condone any of any of that. And by all means, the young lady lost her life over something probably silly and stupid and uh, you know, it, it, you just can't even explain it. And she was a mother, 23 years old, her whole life in front of her. And she was, like Coach Oates said, she was at the wrong place at the wrong time. All of them were. All those kids were at the wrong place at the wrong time and let their emotions get away from them. And I'm not condoning it. However, Mr. Miller, um, if the assistant DA has looked at the case and looked at the facts – and if he was worthy of being charged i think he would have been charged a- by now absolutely he's not not being charged just cuz he's a fantastic basketball player at the university of alabama right well and you know it, he's it, not above the law like some people in this country believe they are right you know then and, and, and if if he's involved and, and he and he knowingly and intentionally went there to do harm and delivered uh delivered the murder weapon in to intentionally inflict harm or death on someone, it would be a different story, and he should be charged. That, that was, the case. and he should be charged. Absolutely, Absolutely. just like anybody in, in the United—that's an anybody in the United States of America—that does not follow those rules and laws.
0: But if you ask me to bring you your car, and I bring it to you because you're out somewhere, and I'm your neighbor, and you say, "Hey, bring me, bring me my car," and then two hours later, I find out that you ran over somebody intentionally. Used I'm it. not responsible for that. Absolutely not. I'm not responsible for what you did. Now, if,
1: if you if I, if I call you and say, Clayton, bring your car, bring your truck over here because you know that so and so neighbor of mine, yeah. he goes to get his paper every day at four o'clock or his mail. And I'm going to wait around the corner and use your car to run that sob over.
0: Right. Then, then we then we, then we got a problem. then we probably got a problem. We got a big problem. Yeah. You know,
1: because then you say, "Oh yeah, Drake, sure, I'll bring it over." Hold <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, matter of fact, I was going to wash it. And I decided not to. So you know, yeah, absolutely. So it's a perfect day for you to run your neighbor over. Then, then there would be a whole. Then there would be a conspiracy there. There would be a whole bunch of a bunch of laws broken, and and the possibility of charges because of the intent because of the intent yes and the and the pre-knowledge of mr miller knowing that that was going to happen which obviously he did not know that that young lady was going to be hopefully accidentally shot and 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 killed that night yeah and
0: and again nothing official just from our sources wouldn't be a bit surprised (laughs) if Darius Miles is Exonerated, exonerated for self-defense. Okay,
1: we'll see what happens. But Nate Oates has come out. and He said he apologizes for apologizes to everyone for his poor choice of words, uh, not diminishing the fact that the young lady was killed in that incident. When he said uh, that Brandon Miller was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, um, and there's you know nothing to see. There's no there there there.
0: Right, and that according- and, that's, and that's that's exactly what the DA said. Okay. There's nothing there to charge him. Okay. With.
1: Well, the Titans and Ran Carthon is that? His? That's it. That's his name. Ran Carthon,
0: like I ran, yeah. I run, like a yeah. Okay. Great name for a running back.
1: Ran Carthon, uh, who played at the University of Florida, didn't he? I he believe did. he was he a did. Gator. He did. He was. Okay. Uh, who is now the general manager of the of the Titans? Took over John Robinson's spot for uh, Amy Strunk, Adam Strunk. Um, he's already gone to work because he's cut. Robert Woods, Taylor Lewan, and Zach Cunningham. A, a, didn't they, they just picked up Cunningham
0: last uh, season? Yeah, just of the for the, year, just I for think, yeah. just
1: for last year. Uh, and I think you said he played at Vanderbilt. Correct. And so, Mister Mister Cunningham, a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, Will be looking for employment in the NFL elsewhere, and he's free to look now because the Titans have cut him. Taylor Lewan, did they? Was he a dra- Was he a number one draft pick for the Titans? Has he, he w-
0: always been a tight? Yeah, he was a first round pick nine seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, he he was uh, one of the uh, top picks in that draft, and unfortunately for him, he, he just can't stay healthy, and he's got a glass draw- jaw now. You know, he's getting <laughs> a lot of concussions, and uh, it's unfortunate.
1: Well, he's made a – boatload of money.
0: Absolutely, he was the one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, left tackle in football. Well,
1: that's the money position. You know, that's 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 the O line position that's going to get paid the most is uh, especially on a right hand throwing quarterback. Correct. Of course, flip that on a left hand cor- throwing yeah, quarterback, you would be on the right side. Absolutely. But the that's that's the money position is the left tackle because that's a position that guards your quarterback's blind side, and that's who you got to you know that's who you got to protect. You know. That's when the guys get get blasted. We're going to talk about uh, Mr. Carthon's moves right after this quick break. You're listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's Clayton McClaw. Give us two minutes. We'll be right back.
4: Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia.
3: A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's
8: game or performance.
3: This message presented by the TSS and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: (laughs) Welcome back into the front porch sports. I I hit the wrong button. (laughs) (laughs) Let it go. Keep it, let it go? go. Oh, that's a dirty dancing. Uh,
0: yep. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. That's uh, God bless him, Patrick Swayze, you know, Jennifer Gray, right? And then isn't that her name?
0: I believe that's correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that. Nobody backs baby into a corner. Damn it. They didn't say damn it, but nobody backs baby into a corner, you know. So, anyway, yeah. Old school, man. Absolutely. Old school. Okay. Uh, let's just see. Titans cut Taylor LeWan, Zach Cunningham. And Robert Woods, um, and Robert Woods, tweeted free was one word tweet free F R E E in quotations. Which did that? Is he going to play for free next year? Is he free from the chains? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, of course, when he signed with the Titans initially out of the Los Angeles Rams organization, um, Mr. Woods. Tweeted joining the Titans is beneficial to my career is what he tweeted when they signed him, and now he has just tweeted free, and then he backed that tweet up with another tweet that said, "Where should I go?" So I guess to some place where somebody will pay you to catch the ball. I think he I don't know he had around he had around five hundred yards uh receiving this year, three touchdowns and yeah, uh, you know, I don't he, he may be a good fit thirty maybe maybe twenty five to thirty receptions, something like that.
0: He, he may be a good fit somewhere like Green Bay that's really needing some help at the receiver. Well,
1: I mean we need help but I we agree. need we need more help than I think Robert Woods can give us I agree.
0: Yeah we yeah. You know
1: what I mean? And speaking of help, Tennessee fans wake up. Smell the roses, baby. Everything is not not as bad as it seems. A mock draft that I read Was reading up on earlier this morning with the morning Java was Jalen Hyatt in a mock draft coming to the Titans. Wow, what about that, folks? What about Jalen Hyatt from the Vols going to Nashville and playing for the Titans? That could you dig it? Could you? Can you dig it? I'd I'd take it. I absolutely, I'd dig it. You know, why not? Anything, anything to help out and. Crank up the fan base a little better and bet a little more there at the Titan Stadium. And Jalen Hyatt is a hell of a receiver. He, he tore Alabama against the tide. He I don't know. He had like a thousand yards receiving and twelve touchdowns or something that day. But I mean, it it was impressive. They couldn't. There's nobody on Alabama's team could stay with him. No. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the next Jerry Rice. Don't get me wrong. No. But. But anyway, that was that was just a mock draft. That's not who the Titans are taking. Don't you know? I mean, that you know, that's that's not in stone. It's just a mock draft. It's just kind of a make believe. Mock means make believe.
0: To me, they're going to have to go left tackle or offensive line with that first one.
1: <laughs> yes, um, and Mister to finish up the cuts, Mister Lawan played nine seasons for the Titans. Three of those seasons, he was a Pro Bowler. Uh, he and he said, "quote I hope I did enough to create something." All Titan fans can be proud of. I love you all. You know, Taylor
0: Luan. Adios.
1: Okay, a couple of things. Uh, I was talking. We were talking a little bit about Full Swing on Netflix. There's a show for all you golfers and and yeah, guys that like to watch uh, pro golf and and play a lot of golf. There's a there's a series called Full Swing on Netflix, and it and it. Features uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Ian Poulter. Uh, and, you know, Ian Poulter is kind of making this he, – he's gone over to live now. Yeah. And they kind of show him trying to make some – quality. he's he's out there trying to qualify because his career is just not going super well. It's kind of weird. The guys that – it seems like the guys that are going over to live are kind of done. Not done, but –
0: they just, their careers. I've seen they're better to, well, well, Brooks Kepka's playing the live tournament, which is kind of surprising. Yeah.
1: And i tell you what, Kepka's on this show, too. And if you'll if you watch this show full swing and watch Kepka around his family and at home and just how he acts, you're thinking, that's not the dude I see on. That's not the same buffed out, mean looking a hole that I see on the course
0: every Saturday and Sunday. That ultimate competitor mentality.
1: I guess, but but to see this guy react socially and interact with his family, you're thinking, how can that be the same dude? It's really interesting. He's called Full Swing on Netflix. Okay. The number this this Okay, so we got let's talk about a little NBA draft uh, right now. And I know a lot of fans aren't interested in the NBA draft. I'm really not. I mean, it's still going on. But there's the number one. Rated draft pick in the NBA draft is a French guy. Is a French player. Have you heard about this guy? I have. Victor Wimbanyama. I think I got that pretty close. Wimbanyana. Victor is nineteen years old. Victor Wimbanyana is is seven foot
0: three. Okay.
1: Seven
0: foot three. Seven three.
1: Now. Shaquille O'Neal is 7'1". Exactly. And 7'3 was this past summer. And in this article, they said he's grown two inches since this past summer. He's now at 7'5 and has an eight-foot wingspan. And you know who had the longest wingspan in the NBA, measured in the NBA ever? Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl, a blast for the past. He had a wingspan of eight and a half feet when he stuck his arms out to the side. Now, Mr. Banyama will have, so far, a wingspan of about eight feet. So, uh, Also in the NBA, uh, Kevin Durant debuts for the Suns probably on March 1st, here in, here in three, or four, three or four or five days. Um, he's recovering from a sprained NCL when he was playing for the Brooklyn Nets back on January 8th. Uh, and he was traded after he played for the for the for the Brooklyn Nets for three seasons and was just traded. And uh, he's been practicing. Durant has for the Suns, and the word on the street is he looks fantastic. He looks great. And Durant is saying this version of the Suns has what it takes to win a championship.
0: Well, he's got Devin Booker. That helps tremendously. I mean, yeah.
1: So you know, if you guys want to look up, I think the Suns right now are plus four fifty to win the whole championship. Four and a half to one odds. That's not really super great odds, I wouldn't think. But if you're looking to win four hundred fifty dollars, go and put a hundred dollars down yeah. on one of your sports books that you have. You can get the go under NBA and go under finals or championship, and you can uh, you can put some money down on whatever team you like. But the Suns might give you a little bit better odds and say. I don't know the Celtics probably or whoever else is ahead of them right there. So, um okay. Now, who is truly Mac McClung? Do you know who Mac McClung is? I do. Okay, Mac McClung is 24 years old. He won the he won the he won the dunk dunk contest this past weekend for the All-Star game, correct? Correct. Now, he was playing in the G League for the Sixers team in the G League, which is kind of the de- developmental league it is. for the NBA, the, the minors. Yeah. Now get this: in the forty-five games that Mac McClung, twenty-four-year-old Mac McClung, has played, because he's played in the G League for the Lakers, the Bulls, and the Golden State Warriors, and now he's owned by the he plays for the Sixers uh, in the Delaware for the Delaware Blue Coats. Is there is there name in the G League? Now, Mister McClung has 45 G League games under his belt, but he's not a slouch, guys. He can not only He's not only a white boy that can slam the hell out of the ball, but he averaged 20 points a game, six assists, and five rebounds
0: in 45 games in the G League. He went to Georgetown out of high school and then transferred to Texas Tech. I mean, yeah. this guy's some type of legend. He's some type of... I'm uh, from around the Virginia-Tennessee state line.
1: Is that right? Yes. Well, I'm telling you what. Uh, and also, for the Delaware Bluecoats, their average tickers, ticket sales has been multiplied times five. So they're selling out because of him. And he's already he signed a shoe deal with Puma. So there you go. There you go. He's a, he's a, he's a cool dude and can really leap. Mac McClung. Good dude. Okay. Thursday sports hour is over. I am Drake with Clayton the Claw. We're back here tomorrow at four o'clock. Please tune in and have a great night.